You are listening to the JCN Clinic Podcast. The JCN Clinic Podcast is a place where nutritionalists Jessica Cox and Carissa Mason get real about nutrition and living a healthy life. They share with you their passion and their clinical knowledge for a fun, no BS approach to looking after yourself. Please enjoy today's episode and don't forget to subscribe and iTunes. Hi guys, welcome once again to the JCN podcast show. I'm Jessica. I'm Carissa. (laughs) First time with three people so we're not sure what to do. (laughs) I'm Jess Cheney and I'm the newest nutritionist here at the JCN clinic and first time um, (laughs) on a podcast. Yeah. I was um, going to try and introduce you and that failed epically. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we're a bit excited. We've got our first Guest post, oh, guest post, guest person. That's what I'm talking about. The post today. Guest, guest is what I'm trying to say, not guest post. God damn it. Um, on the show, which is really cool. But uh, Jess is extra special because she's part of the team. She's one of us. She is. She is. And some of you listening have probably seen Jess. Um, and we really wanted to bring Jess on today to talk about some topics that we talk about a lot here between us yeah. um, and really delve into an area that Jess is really passionate about. We, um, I think it And also... I feel Jess is really good at dealing with this. <laughs> like, I know we all are, but I yeah. feel like you've got this amazing compassionate side to talking about this. That's so true. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Whereas you and I might have a rant about something, Jess has just got this really nice way of delivering how she feels about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. so much nicer than us. <laughs> oh, you definitely bring the yin and the yang to the group. Dealing with our sort of extra manicness and over-topness sometimes. Maybe yeah. I'll get there after a few years. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, so we basically today want to talk about mindset and yeah. emotional challenges with getting yourself on track with your health, which is a massive topic, a huge right? Party. Uh, yeah. Really, really massive. So realistically, um, we're going to break it down into some key areas. That we um, see people struggle with and key things yep. that I think we always feel like if um, this could just change for this person or if this was just something they would address um, or could address depending on what it is that yeah. we're talking about, mm-hmm. then so much would change for them in terms of health. For sure. Yeah. So easy. So, yeah. yeah. So easy. <laughs> Basically just every, if everyone could just, you know, deal with all this stuff, it would just be easy. But then, you know, we've all got our stuff we're dealing with. That's so um, to get started, wanted to ask you, Jess, to talk about what you think um, in regards to the importance of mindset, yeah, yeah, <laughs> when it comes to implementing yeah. nutritional changes or just yeah. to basically getting health on track, so easy. But yeah. yeah, what your thoughts are around um, that? Well, I guess first of all, I just want to say, like, I'm not qualified in any of like any psychology areas or anything like that. It's just a personal interest and um, something I read a lot about. And um, I guess mindset for me and in terms of nutrition and making the changes, I feel like it's up there as like the first most important thing you need to address only because if you think about it, what you think and everything like that, it – 
it precedes your behavior so and the choices you make so mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, if That's you give so all the um, so the dietary advice and not have that right mindset about it, it can be a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so true. So true. And it's something, yeah, that I think we see, don't we, with all of our clients. And it's, I think, like one of the biggest differentiating factors between person to person, it's where their mindset is at. Absolutely. And they can just have the most amazing results because of their mindset because of where they're at exactly as opposed to someone who doesn't have the right mindset yeah mm, which yes. is I'm like trying to like <laughs> all these other things and I'm like it's not time to bring that up yet it's not time to bring that up yet <laughs> stick with the plan <laughs> stick with the plan Carissa <laughs> so I guess that definitely flows through to where we're thinking with yeah. some of our thoughts is about accountability, right? Yeah. So I think I must say, like, as a practitioner over all these years, um, one of the biggest things that I find is that when people come to see you and they sit with you for that hour or half an hour as a follow-up, that that's a really inspiring, amazing time you can have with them. But the minute they walk out the door, the ball's in their court, right? Yes. And you may only see them once every sort of two weeks or at the start or three. And then it might be like four or six. So, yeah, you've got these snippets of time and space that you have with them. So when they're not with you, that's where this whole thing about accountability comes back in. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think as um, nutritionists, we can play an important role in that, like not just offering the health and nutritional advice, but that accountability and support also. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. And I think it's hard, like, because I know, like, obviously I feel like our role is is that we want to inspire our clients yeah. too. So when they do walk out of here, they do feel pumped or they feel yeah. like, you know, they might have had a shitty couple of weeks yeah. and things haven't gone so well. But then when they come in and they touch base with us, like it's not just our role to like our role as practitioners to be like, okay, well, you just got to do this, do this. It's mm. kind of like, well, yeah, we get it. Yeah. The health road isn't an, isn't an easy road exactly. sometimes. And if, and I say to my clients, I think every single client, not every single client, but sometimes it is like, you know, it's five steps forward, two steps back yeah. sometimes. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and just having them understand that, but I think what even just with them, with the accountability side of it, continuing to feel inspired after they leave here is something I feel like yeah. is a tough one to to sometimes grab. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know they can be in here and even for the first few days, like they might pop you an email and they'll be like, yeah, but this is going good or this is not so great, but I'm feeling really positive yeah. about it. And then that dwindles. Definitely. Um, um, that and pattern. that's where I sort of feel like as practitioners, we can kind of lose our clients a little bit. And yes. it's, I feel like it's in that area that there's um, – Maybe more work for us to do, but maybe this is where people really have to be accountable for themselves and what they're doing and yeah. keeping their mm-hmm. mindset positive about it because we can only do so much and we would love to be able to do it all the way with you guys and be there in yeah. contact all the time, continue inspiring mm-hmm. you, but it really has to come from within. Do you know yeah, so much? So well yeah, so well said. Thanks. Hell yeah. 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 That was really good. Amen. Amen. Uh, <laughs> and we'll see you later. That's yeah. <laughs> Happy Friday, folks. <laughs> Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, I don't know. Jess, do you, um, have you found there's been, th- you know, in regards to that with accountability, like yeah. I guess things that you found have been really, yeah. I don't know, like useful that you find with your clients just to yeah. keep them extra 
like on track with that sense of like, yes, I need to do this for me. Yeah. Well, I think like Carissa said, inspiring the client and also actually I find what's really helpful is even talking about this with the client, getting a reason why that they're making the changes. Like, yeah, getting like a solid foundation for the reason, for instance, like a big one is if you're a parent to see your kids grow up, like you want to be around for that. So yeah, I think Focusing on that helps with accountability because when they're feeling uninspired after they've left the consult room, they can think about that mm. and so it can kind of yeah, like such a good idea. yeah reset things. Yeah, do you give them – sorry, I was, um, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, do you like give them um, tips on how to do that? Do you know what I mean? Do yeah. you say, all right, like let's talk about what your thing is, yeah, that's your motivation or your almost. purpose, but yeah. then – do you say to them, I want you to think about this at these times? Yeah. Or? Well, I definitely suggest it because I mm-hmm. think it's really helpful, yeah. um, you know, because it's in those moments when it's tough with what's going on in your head and you're like, oh, I don't want to eat this food or to plan or whatever and, um, you know, to just kind of flip that mindset and go, oh, hang on, like I need to do this because it's important for this reason, coming back to that purpose that you've established mm. and it's different for everyone. Oh, yeah. What, so about, what about if we said what our motivators were for us to do? Because obviously yeah. every day you wake up and you have a choice, right? Yeah, you that's can, right. You have a choice to do one whole set of things as far as your health is yeah. concerned or you have yeah. a choice to do a complete whole other set of things. So yeah. what about if we said our motivators? Motivators for our health. Yeah. All right. Sounds Bring good. Come on, you, you <laughs> suggested it. Okay. So, yeah, no, right. Good one, Carissa. <laughs> All right. So I guess my main motivator is that I know what it feels like to feel shit. Yeah. Like to yeah. feel anxious every single day when you wake up, to get up and have no energy and no motivation and feel tired and just honestly feel pretty rubbish and not excited about life. So obviously mm-hmm. in previous podcasts we've talked about like my stuff with anxiety and things like that. I know how it feels to feel completely rubbish. Yeah. I also know how it feels to feel freaking awesome. Yeah. And so my motivator when for my choices are that I enjoy feeling freaking mm. awesome. Yeah. And I want other people to feel how we feel most days. Yeah. And you're saying that it's not like every single day we're bouncing off the walls mm. 100%. It's about being realistic. But if you can choose to feel 80 to 90% of the time ready to grab life by the balls <laughs> and have energy and feel yeah. good and get through your day and like I don't think, I think we've talked about this amongst the three of us, but the mental output that we do every day, you know, for sometimes 12 to 13 hours, there's no way you could do what we do without eating and maintaining the yeah. lifestyle that we maintain you just Absolutely. and I think that's for a lot of people so yeah. I think for me that's my mm. motivator yeah mm. that's it's a nice. good one yeah, yeah. who's next oh I'll, <laughs> I'll go because mine mine's very similar to yours Carissa in that I want to feel the best that I can every day but I'll add to it because for me another motivation is that if I'm not feeling the best I'm like I don't know, I feel like I'm not a good person in the world to other people. Like, that's just, good. That's, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I don't yeah. feel like I'm giving my best to others. Yeah, yeah so which that's is important, important for to us. me. Yeah. yeah. So true. Yeah. Well, I think you give ah! 110%. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Yeah. I, really I think I'm the same realistically as you guys. Like it's, it's one of those things, isn't it, when you have yeah. in the past felt really crap. So I often in – I don't, it's funny you say like when you said that I'm like I don't even think about it anymore. No. I guess I'm at a point now where I don't think about it as a choice. Mm. I don't even like, I don't think about it as a chore. Like no, just, no. this is it's just I think having like from a 
a history when I was a lot younger of feeling mm. not well and knowing what it feels like to feel really fatigued and not energized and it affecting your mood. And as you said, Jess, like it's horrible when you can feel it affecting others. Yeah. Like, you know, you're not a nice person to be around. Yeah. Um, and knowing like taking ownership of that and then taking that on board and wanting to change and feeling the changes. And now for so long living a certain way, I just, I don't even think about it no, anymore. Yeah, like no, it's not, 100%. I don't feel like it's a, I, I don't know, the times maybe I think about it still as a choice yeah. could be around maybe alcohol. Yeah. Um, for me, not even, like I wouldn't sort of think, oh, like I really want to have that piece of cake on the weekend yeah. when everyone See, else is yeah, having it or yeah. something. Like, and I don't, I'm not sort of saying that as a martyr thing. It's just, I think, just interesting with what we're talking about today where, it is a mindset. Like if you if you choose to um, be healthier and you choose to like want to be the best that you can be for yourself, then it becomes a point where that's just how you live. That's just how you live. And I think yeah. that just becomes yeah. your habit, like lifestyle. we're talking about, and yeah. your lifestyle. Because mm, I would be yeah. saying, I don't wake up every day and think, I've got to have a healthy breakfast. Yeah, I that's right. it. I just wake up and have – and that's just yeah. – but I think that's, I guess, why we are practicing and doing what yeah. we do because for us yeah. this is now just – how we live and yeah. how we feel most yeah. days and mm. for us this is our normal mm. yeah. whereas we want other people to mm. I guess this become their normal yeah, which does it. take yeah. years of hard work oh, and habit learning and absolutely. making choices yeah. and yeah that's it. and that's what we should probably bring up at this point is that um it's constantly changing like we're at this sustainable set point with the mindset about doing it for ourselves to feel good but I remember in the beginning for me it was I wanted to look a certain way that was my mm. motivation mm. and again that probably wasn't healthy um but yeah as I've grown over the years and done my own kind of internal work it's changed and now I'm at a more sustainable mm. spot but yeah. yeah I think it changes like yeah, that's very, so true yeah and like it, in the beginning yeah I think it's important to recognize in all of that that time factor yeah I think there can be an unrealistic thought pattern around making changes and yeah. with food in particular where it just it seems easy it can mm. be like oh I've just got to change my food I'll go and see nutritionist they'll tell me what yeah. to eat bam yeah. yeah yeah and there is the whole emotional aspect mm. and the mindset that comes into that mm. and that retraining of the mind around food mm. and your relationship with food mm. takes time Absolutely. and it's that commitment to that time commitment. that is like yeah. the biggest winner and mm -hmm. even just on that note like our commitment to our relationship with food I definitely see and I know we probably all see this that a lot of people probably don't acknowledge an unhealthy relationship with food yes. until they come and see a specialist in the field and for whatever reason things start then emerging and it's not to say that this is just a new thing. This is something that a lot of people and definitely with women and the whole body image side of mm. things have been dealing with for years and for whatever reason putting blankets over it and masks over it and um, controlling in any way they can. And the minute you really want to get healthy and really want to start focusing on stuff, yeah. you have to deal with this stuff. It's going to – it rears its head yeah. at, at some stage yeah. and unfortunately it is part yeah. of the journey. Well, that brings up the next – well, it does. Good, good segue. Um, the kind of having those high expectations around um, the journey and the changes mm -hmm. that we make, you know, um, kind of – 
I don't know, thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm going to feel better in a week's time and then not feeling better and then getting down on yourself and then going, this isn't working and then just going back into the old habits. Like, yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, self-sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think it comes like something Jess and I talk about too. It's probably not something that we talk about a lot, maybe with our clients or maybe like I do know I talk about it with some of my clients. But, yeah, the expectation that everything is just going to rock and roll along at 100% capacity and it's all going to be smooth sailing within a couple. Yeah of months of getting it like going yeah. and seeing a nutritionist or a health professional or a naturopath or anything it's it's your body and your gut and your mindset it is a work in progress forever forever like, yeah you need to keep looking at things and realizing what your pitfalls are and yeah. what your what your triggers are and that will like just mentioned before it will change and adapt as you mm. grow and adapt yeah like, that's right so what my triggers were when I was in my 20s are definitely not my triggers in my 30s mm. and how I felt about myself in my 20s is definitely not how I feel about yeah. myself in my 30s but yeah. you're always working on yourself and you're always working on your health it's not just like bang I worked this out 15 years ago and, and now I've got it, it in the yeah. bag baby <laughs> it's not if like only that. it was yeah yeah I think the other thing too is being ready so 100%. I find that one of the biggest things for change is being ready for change and I know you can apply that to Every, pretty much yeah. everything in your life True. right um but from a nutritional food point of view um with clients, when someone comes in and they are ready to sit in that chair and make change, like really ready, it is the most important aspect of their healing journey. It's much like healing journey. Funny, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's so important because I think we've all seen the opposite of that, where someone likes the idea of yeah, look yeah. like you said, Jess. Interesting. Yeah. It might be more of us like oh, I want to look a certain yes. way, um, or it might be like I'm sick of this. XYZ, but they don't really want to put in the work to get there. Yeah. Or they've been forced to yeah. come along. Someone yeah. took them in to come along. Run. That's yeah. never a nice experience. I can honestly say anyone that has been forced to come and sit in front of me maybe books a second follow-up yeah. or, or cancels the second follow-up, maybe gets to a third. But yeah. honestly, if your heart's not in it, mm-hmm. don't, don't try. Don't, yeah. don't, just not let don't no, try. No, no. But, <laughs> but I think I there's agree. other things to work on before I getting agree, to that 100%. point. Yeah. Like if, you know, yeah. <laughs> that sounded <laughs> just, so bad. Just give up. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the advice we're giving. <laughs> Show them a door. <laughs> to the top of the stairs. <laughs> no, like just outside there. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Out the not, to, not to throw them down. <laughs> the way you looked at me then like, um, you're a psycho. <laughs> I just envisioned that if you, as someone that really didn't want to be here after just like a couple of minutes, if you just stood up and went, I'm sorry, you clearly don't want to be there. Walked <laughs> open the door and said, let's just save each other some time. Yeah. But I, you know, you have kind of had that that experience definitely as a practitioner when or you get hostility from the person yeah the minute you hit a few points mm. where i would say they're probably trigger points for mm. that person or emotional points and you just even tap on those mm. with the kind of question that they probably aren't ready to answer i have seriously had people sit in the chair in front of me and the hostility coming yeah. out of them is like it really takes everything within you sometimes yeah. as a practitioner yeah. just to to try and put a dampen down that fire when if this mm. wasn't a consultation setting mm. and say this was a family member yeah. at a barbecue and yeah. you asked that question, you probably 
I don't know what my response would be outside mm. of a clinical setting, but I know I think within myself, like sometimes a practitioner's person is really does really not want to be here mm. or they're totally not ready mm. to face this. Yeah. Face this yet. And, and yeah. And it can feel confronting when you very ask confronting. Yeah, when you ask those questions and you haven't fully like explored it. It's yeah. very confronting. Yeah. 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 And I think mm. we have a knack of asking those questions. Yeah, we, yeah, we do. Well, questions that just trigger someone to cry. Yeah. And like, I can't believe I cried over that. Honestly, like, if like any of our clients listen or any clients that have sat in a practitioner's room and ended up in tears for no for a reason they couldn't even explain, mm. that's because honestly, like, sometimes you just don't ask yourself those questions, yeah. or no one has asked you those questions, and right. it's not a bad thing to cry. Like, no it's way. just far out. We go through boxes of tissues in here, mm-hmm. like, there's no tomorrow. But I think it's just because you ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. And it's also because food's so emotive, right? Yeah. Like, Very emotive. Yeah. We yeah. don't think, well, I know we think about that, but I think on a day-to-day basis, people don't realise that emotional connection with food. Yeah. Yeah. So once you start talking about food yeah. and you ask some questions mm. around the emotions that are going on or the thought pattern with certain behaviours, yeah. that yeah. can be really... Um, triggering for people and also really just uh, open that vulnerability yeah, to a space definitely. that hadn't even explored yeah. no, or hadn't thought even, about. Ha- yeah, hadn't even thought about. Like yeah. how many people use food as a control in their life for oh, whatever yeah. means it may be, you know what I mean? And usually a lot of a lot of the time it's weight, yeah. weight motivated or yeah. body image motivated. Yeah. But they a lot of the times they don't even think about it because they mm. if you don't look underweight or you look a certain mm. way then there's no issue with you controlling your food mm. to a degree where it control can control the way you look and mm. Anyway, yeah, but that's a really good question um, for clients to think about: is what does food mean to them? Like, you know, is it love? Yeah, look at me, guys. Everything. But yeah, is it love? Is it like sadness? When you feel sad, do you turn to it? It's like, and I think it's building the awareness around it. That is probably the first step with everything, isn't it? Like, mm. with when someone walks out the door, is even if they come back next time and go, "Oh my god, I noticed that eating that way for two weeks made me feel amazing like that Mm. connection just there is like setting that mindset like it's really good yeah Yeah. awareness very good point let's talk a bit more about self-sabotage I feel like we've talked a lot about that accountability and that relationship but self-sabotage is a little bit different yeah don't you think yeah yeah so it's more about that still like that concept of wanting to change but then actually the behavior that you do to inhibit your ability Ability to change change. yeah Yeah. Mm. which is a big one yeah Mm. it's huge have you guys seen this a lot with clients yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, because everyone has their own set of beliefs around everything everyone's so unique so it's like um you know if you get someone in that has um, foundational low self-worth or something like that doesn't value their health um, then that self-sabotage can be really detrimental like when they go home yeah. and they're like telling themselves mm-hmm. oh, I'm not worth eating good like I'm not getting anywhere like yeah, as soon as that yeah. all starts to come up yeah or they have a setback like they might yeah. be doing really well for a couple of days and then say food is an emotional thing for them and they then go and, you know, binge on that packet of biscuits yeah. or something and then that just spirals. Like how often do we see that? Then it just spirals exactly. into a few days of just crappy food choices yeah. and then mm. you might get an email, they might see you and they look, I just didn't really do well. Yeah. Um, it's. I think that is a big self-sabotage mm. but, and I think 
putting starting to recognize that is yes, a huge thing definitely and not feeling like as bad as you feel, feel for doing, doing that it, yeah, yeah mm. you try not to because that is actually doing more damage isn't it because then yeah. you start building guilt and shame yeah. and it's like a big cycle it's so yeah. true yeah. yeah i find it comes in a in a pattern like people who tend to self-sabotage a very much all-or-nothing mentality. Yes. So yeah. they'll come in and they'll be like, I want to do this 110%. And, they and they'll do, do that. Yeah. They will. Yeah, will. Like, yeah. It'll be a period Bloody of time, tea. right? It might be three, four weeks. Like you, usually the second consultation, they're like, oh, this is amazing. Mm. And then it's after that that the wheels start to fall off. And it's these, these different behaviours that come in. And often it's – it's a reaction to starting mm. to actually feel better. That's right. So yeah. whatever that thing is that they're working on, so just say they are starting to feel better, lose weight if that's one of their things, whatever that factor is, the self-sabotage starts to happen. Mm. And as you said, it's like a, yeah, it's that whole mindset and it's different for everyone but definitely that self-talk. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. Yeah. Definitely. And addressing why you don't want to, like I think on the outside, you're like, yep, I want to get well, but why on the inside you actually don't? Yes. And I think that's different for a lot of people and I think like obviously it's easy for us to just sit back and say this is why, like why it is, but I think for so many people for so many years stuff's been ingrained into them or you know, even just looking at um, family dynamics and how you grow Ooh. up, like the, is the woman submissive in a relationship, like all these sorts of things. And it's like um, maybe, I don't know, without getting too deep into it, but like especially with women, there seems to be a lot of self-worth and yes. a lot of, um, you know, they need to put everyone else first mm. before. Particularly mums. So particularly mums yeah. is where I'm going with it. But then you look at like, what, like not that we would see this, but maybe have a look at how your mum was in, you know, the whole family dynamic of things. And is that being so ingrained into you that mm. the women just work themselves to the bone like I'm not being sexist I know there's lots of men with self-sabotage stuff and everything going on as well but just looking at why your habits and why your self-worth and why things are so ingrained to you into you to not want to reach that level of health like why do you then start you know putting yeah. subconsciously things into mm. place to fail yeah. or to set yourself back. Yeah. So Another thing I've noticed with that actually is um, people, as they start to make lifestyle changes, their environment changes and the people they want to be around starts changing and that can be scary because if huge. you've been with a group of friends for your whole life and then suddenly you have nothing in common with them or you know yeah. you want to start doing different things like that's a major shift that's, in yeah. itself you're not just choosing healthier meals you know yeah. start, you start looking at your friends yeah the people that right. may have you thought like supported you yeah. throughout your you know the last 10 years of relationship breaks up yeah. breakups and life in general all of a sudden maybe these people aren't mm. the most positive people around exactly. you and when you want to be a more positive person and make better change for yourself how are you being supported mm. by them? I find that's huge. Mm. And because support is so important. Yeah, partners, family. Because there's that, oh, their family have to be connected to them. It can be a big one because if yeah. you've got family where they subconsciously are pretty much making comments and so forth We've about you about not us. getting to a better place in your own health. So they can very much say it's like a weekend um, get together or so forth. And there can be mm. a lot of pressure on that person trying to make changes about, Oh, just have a piece of cake yeah. that or won't do, hurt. Or that little yeah. Yeah. Dairy's just not going to do yeah. it. Yeah. It's a lot of that sort of behavior. Um, and I think with families, it's one of the hardest because you can't disconnect from no, your family. Right. And there's a lot of 
emotional manipulation so that can happen there. And I think that's where it comes back to this whole factor we're talking about with mindset where for a person it's it's learning to have the strength yep. in, uh, in themselves yes. yep. and the self-growth to stand up to that. And mm. it doesn't have to be like a, a massive, massive confronting conf- yeah. standoff, yeah. but a like, no, I'm okay, I don't want a piece of cake, it's important for me yeah. that yeah. I don't eat that, it'll make me feel unwell. Yep. See it yep. done. If you... If people learn that behaviour, they do that a couple of times, the uh, people around them will learn to respond yeah. and just be like, oh, it's not worth pushing yeah. them anymore. No, but that's right. That, that sort of dance between the two, mm. I think a lot of people get caught there mm. and they, they're more submissive and like, I'll just eat the cake. Or, yeah. I'll just, I'm at a restaurant with everyone, I'll just... Yeah. I won't say anything. It's easy. Know? And it's a yeah. confidence factor too. Yeah. But even like a classic, I think we've talked about this heaps even with our own families. Like obviously um, we've come up against these sorts of things with making choices and <clears throat> like I've got amazing, beautiful parents who I've got nothing bad to say about them at all. But even just for me going back to mum and dad's with my set of nutritional choices and how mm. I choose to eat and things like that, I still cop up fair bit of flack from time to time about things but I think the real the real catalyst for my dad realizing how um important not important but the reasoning behind Mm. why I make certain choices so we always have the argument over gluten like you ate white bread your whole freaking life growing up I don't see why all of a sudden it became an issue you're not going to die if you eat it (laughs) blah blah and this has gone on for probably the last I don't know uh, probably 12 years this went on before one time we were camping and I explained to dad I'm like you know, like it upsets me. I, you know, like it doesn't work for me here. It doesn't work for me mental. I've given them all the reasons. It's never been an argument. It's just like, oh, for God's sake, I just understand and respect my decisions and that all. Yeah. You know, I understand that you want to keep white bread in your cupboard and that upsets me, but hey. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Don't come in and pull it out and throw it in the bin every time I come home to visit. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it's about like having, respecting what the other person's yeah, choices are. But we went camping one time a fair few years ago and I, I think we've been camping for a few days and I ran out of my gluten-free bread mm. and we got up in the morning and we, and we still had a fair few days of camping left. In the first few days, I just kind of had like, you know, bacon and eggs, but I'm a car person. Like mm. I need my cars. We didn't have anything else except for like a white bread bun. That's what all the boys had mm. to eat. And I think what we had done was I think I just went, I just went stuff it because I just thought I need some bloody carbs that we had no rice no oats no nothing um left sort of a thing and so I just had a bacon and egg roll on a stock standard white bun and I'm not kidding the indigestion and the heartburn that followed was Mm. next level ridiculous Mm. but I remember we were out on the boat and just the pain and the burping that I was in and this is probably a pretty extreme response for for me to Mm. like gluten because usually it's pretty fair whack of it yeah that's a fair whack of it and even if I do have gluten from time to time here and I never have white bread like I'll have oats or I'll have a bit of rye or something it's never just a big fat white roll right <laughs> and then that combined with some bacon and eggs and you know I've been drinking probably beer over the last couple of days so you know my gut was probably just waiting for that hit of white bread to tip things over the edge and I remember just being out on the boat and literally like just the burning and the heartburn and good old the only thing I could have was quickies we've talked about oh, this no. but the heart just to stop the heart like it was like acid coming up in my guts and I was just my stomach was so swollen like I like you know when you get that gassy mm. swelling and even dad like I'm, I'm in a bikini clearly because we're fishing it's a beautiful day dad's like what the freak is going on with your gut <laughs> and I'm like this is why I don't eat white bread 
dad and he could see me, he could see me burping, yeah, he could see, see it happening. For him to physically or mm. visually see yeah. that was since then he has not harassed me about glue. Wow. He could see yeah, how much good. pain I was in. And this went on for a good half to mm. three quarters of the day mm. where I couldn't eat anything, drink anything. I think I had about three or four quickies tablets just trying to mm. settle the mm. gas and everything like that. But I'm not kidding, like 12 years of having this argument yeah. and it took until he could visually see the effect for yeah. him to go, oh, shit, mate, I didn't realise. I'm freaking sorry. Hey, like I never really thought yeah. it was yeah. that serious. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? It sort of brings up like, again, being able to really tell the people that are around you like why you're doing what yeah. you're doing and yeah. like actually explaining to them and really making sure they understand so they will support you. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you, you're, I think you've got a, that strong drive and personality where you're just like, nah, Dad, this is just what yeah. I'm doing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't the, like it. <laughs> at the same time, like, you know, it's been a really important point too that you're just like, oh, great, like you finally get you it. You finally yeah. get it. But if you didn't have that sort of again that self-belief and confidence yeah. Yeah. so it would be very exactly. easy wouldn't exactly. it right yeah, yeah. So just true. to go oh yeah I'll just have it yeah yeah yeah, mm. yeah it is true I'm a bit argumentative <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing with um trying to get support from friends and family is like obviously tell them in a nice way um and hopefully they understand but even if they don't I think it's important to remember that the best way to change people's opinions and like um or not opinions but you know make people seen in different ways to lead by example so having that confidence just to keep going with what feels good for you will show these other people oh wow like yeah. you know they're actually feeling better they're living so life true. in a more healthy lifestyle and then they'll support it more yeah, yeah rather just, than going in on and nagging all the time yeah, going into someone's house on your anti-gluten yeah, page just, and yeah. pulling their cupboard yeah, apart I'm exactly. not eating gluten and this is all the reasons why you shouldn't yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah exactly I think you're right Jess most of the time in these sort of situations where it's around self-sabotage as such like people realistically don't have the confidence to do exactly that yes. or again it becomes it's a confidence but it also again comes back to an excuse to yeah. not put that change into practice because we all know that change makes you feel a bit uh, it's a bit icky yeah. it's like new things yeah. I'm a little bit uncomfortable whether it's yeah. I'm uncomfortable with the food or the shopping's taking longer because everything's new or it's affecting the family and my husband's whinging because like yeah. the you know the pasta cabanara has changed and it's like it's easier if I don't change yeah. so I'm going to sabotage this so I can stay in my safe space yeah or I'm going to deprioritize my own health so I can stay in my safe space. Yes. Yeah. Um, the other thing, you know, and I, it's one of those titles that we do talk about. I think we need to. And it's yeah. weird. <laughs> I'm trying to think nicely how to say this because we're not saying that it's all about, you know, you as a person doing everything wrong. But I think it's important to bring these things up. And it's victim um, mentality, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, do you want to explain what we mean by that, Jess? Well, you take yeah. the hot ah! and iron. It's a bloody I'm like this. I'm I've got to try and describe it. Okay, I guess, I don't know. The way I see that kind of victim mentality is, I think we were speaking about this the other day, Carissa, um, how we look at how we go about life and whether it happens 
for us or again is it against us yeah and I think having that little bit of victim mentality puts you in that life's happening against me so everything's going wrong like everything's catastrophic everything's um you know the car didn't stop and you know like you're blaming everything outside of yourself almost and yeah. such a good way to put yeah. it yeah because we weren't actually talking about this in relation to clients we're talking about this in relation to um people close to us or in our lives yeah. that suffer from like, that's m- right mental health yeah issues. that's right yeah and we'll just like for us on the outside how easy it is to just um not say oh well if you just thought about it like this but so much of it comes back to what you were saying before Jess with your mindset around your circumstances and your you know the way you choose to look at things like I you know just you can look at it like oh my car didn't start this morning I got up and I kicked my toe and I didn't have time to make breakfast so I just had to get a a bacon and egg roll (laughs) (laughs) on white bread bread. (laughs) and all of this stuff or you know, and then that really can just, you know, it, and I under, I guess I understand, we, and we're talking about how hard it is yeah. to shift someone yeah, out of from that. that. Yeah, And that is more that victim, like, it's more like my mum always used to say, the woe is me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. And, yeah. you know, I don't know, do you want to add more yeah, to that? Well, I feel like you have <laughs> good to say, stuff to say about it. Well, yeah, like, so we've established that that life happens against us, so then we start blaming all those things that are happening and then, Next minute, yeah, you're having your bacon and egg roll and going, and then you're like, oh my god, I ate that food, I didn't want to, blah blah blah. No, I just feel shit Exa- and life shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas, um, when you kind of have that other mentality, like life is happening for you, I don't know. I guess it just it just changes things, like because it it gives you ownership of the experiences in your life. So you in when you take ownership of something, you have choice. So you can all that stuff happen. The car didn't start. There was no fuel in it. Everything like that, and then you can choose to look at it differently and go like, "Oh, okay, all right, it is what it is," kind of thing. Um, my next choice is that I'm still going to eat a good meal, like not get mm. caught up in yeah. what's happening to you. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? I yeah, don't know. It I does guess. definitely. And sometimes, yeah. like I know it's not the right, but what we were saying yeah. is, I think the thing that I find a bit frustrating obviously this is not I know it's easier said than done yeah. sitting from an outsider's perspective but sometimes just like like just running with it but just not getting too caught up with yeah. it like everyone has shit days yes. and everyone has moments that aren't great and it's it's not like you know and again it's not the greatest way of looking at it, but there's always someone like that's going through something worse. So yeah. kind of looking at your circumstances going, yep, this didn't really run this smoothly this morning, but hey, I, I made it to work on yeah. time. Yeah. Or, do you know, like just, yeah. just, oh, kind, yeah. just it's kind of like classic glass half full yes. mentality, you know, which way you're going to look at it. I see a really, let's just be careful because I don't know if my family is going to be listening. Oh, no. I think they actually do. But I, don't, I see a really interesting, um, way of maybe explaining this too with my family's mindset as opposed to Damien's mindset. So Damien comes from a very like the glass is half full, like everything is always like the positive side. Yeah, shit happens, but basically let's look at what we can take from this. It's always like let's look at let's look at the positive side of life, not getting pulled down by things where my family has a tendency to do the other. It's the whole like, 
you know, this isn't going right, so that sucks and this sucks yeah. and, like, let's look for what's going to be the next stressor. Um, yeah. So for me it's really interesting to see the difference and yeah. but more interesting to see them come together. Yeah. And I really – for me it really exemplifies the, the difference between the two and yeah. I really – get a kick in some weird twisted way of seeing <laughs> my dad and Damien together because they've become so close yeah. and I can see how good Damien is for my dad. Yeah. But I can see that sort of struggle between them and yeah. I can see how dad loves Damien so much because I think he thrives off Damien's positive energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I can also see how Damien can sometimes be like, whoa, like this is crazy, <laughs> yeah. all this like negative like <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can see him just going, oh, I don't get it. Yeah. Because yeah. he's been brought up in a family situation where his stepdad is just like, everything's rosy, right. absolutely yeah. rosy. Yeah. I remember yeah. at Christmas on New – or might have been – no, sorry, not Christmas, New Year's. I might have been New Year's Day. No, no, New Year's Eve because we're talking about the night ahead and – um, Norris's stepdad was just like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll drive tonight. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like I said, I just, I'm not interested in drinking. Makes me feel like crap. It's cool. I'll, I'll drive. And then I went on a little bit of a rant how I'm just like, I don't understand this whole New Year's thing. Everyone wants to get really smashed yeah. and then feel yeah. horrible on New Year's Day. I'm like, it's the first day of the year. I want to yeah. feel really great and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And he just looked at me and says, oh, well, you know, there's only up from there, isn't there? <laughs> I'm like, no one legend. needs self-help. They yeah. just need Norris in yeah. their lives. <laughs> oh, we should start a hashtag, just need Norris. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, though, like, um, it's important to acknowledge the negativity because it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. And some people have that um, perception like, oh, you know, something really bad is happening and going, oh, but it's all good, it's all good. And yes. we see that as well in yes. clinic, that denial. And it's yeah, like, a huge hunt, thing. like, just accept that something bad has happened, feel it 100%, but don't wallow, like, don't get caught up. And I think always, I personally always like to look at um, challenges or negative, funny is, um, experiences <laughs> as a learning curve. Like, what can I take from this? That's going to improve my life and my skill set yeah, moving forward. So Just true. like it's a learning curve, not a ch- well, yeah, a challenge, yeah. but a learning. Experience. I think I was going to say, like from nutritionally, that's something that I think with clients you'll see too. So yeah. it's not always going to be plain sailing, as you no. were saying before, Krista. Mm. It's kind of like five steps forward, two steps back sometimes. But when you have those steps back, it's actually reflecting on those. Yeah, when you come in, you have the space to talk to us yeah. and go. Well, you know what? The last couple of weeks, this happened. There was a lot of stress. Yeah. And I noticed that I did this and this and you break it down and yeah. you're like, oh my God, like number one, I've all, I've noted behavior. Like I can see what was going so on. True. So I can yeah. be accountable for that. Yeah. Number two, I can also see the positivity in it because mm. I've seen that I didn't perhaps go to the depth of the space that I would have before or react as badly. It hasn't completely derailed me. I've actually still done these other things with my food. It's just been maybe I've been eating a bit more chocolate than I usually would. And I can step back from it now and look at it and go, well, you know what, I'm actually proud of myself because I have 
being able to learn from that and then yeah. just move on. So yeah. there's a big difference being able to do that and pick yourself back up to just going through that same situation, just going, stuff it. It's not working. Yeah. I feel like yeah. crap. I ate a block of chocolate. Yeah. That's it. I'm giving up. Yeah. Like really owning your shit is yeah. right. And that's and that means that it's not always going to be 100% perfect. Yeah. Like, it, you know, you that's are going to have – that's yeah. just life. Yeah. Like, mm. we're, you know, we all gonna ha- we're all going to have setbacks. Mm. We're going to have things that are out of our control as well, like the mm. set, uh, health setbacks mm. or our roadblocks to health mm. <laughs> yeah. and things like that. But, yeah, kind of owning it as well mm. and then looking back on exactly what Jess mm. said and just being like, well, these are the positives to take from that. Yeah. Or I think – acknowledging like your part of where you're at in your journey as well like I said a lot of my clients like we go back and then we'll look at where they were six months ago Mm. and like six months ago you wouldn't have made those choices and six months ago you weren't aware of how those choices affected you or how that food affected you or you wouldn't have even acknowledged it so Mm. that in itself is a freaking achievement yeah exactly (laughs) yeah celebrating every single win yeah or small yep yep Let's sort of, I think, come to the sort of end of what we're talking about with, I think, a really important topic. I know we've chatted about it recently, and that's not striving for 100% perfection. Mm, Yeah. Mm. (laughs) This is a weird one because you you kind of think that, you know, as being positive little beams of light that we are, (laughs) (laughs) that we'd be like everything's rainbows and everything's 100% perfection and without like not putting a damper on it but being realistic. Like I think um, like not being negative but being realistic, Mm -hmm. there's a big difference between Mm -hmm. those two when you say like I feel like I – I think we have such an emphasis and there's such a social media marketing world of what health and beaming health Mm. should be. And you see, and then you're like, that's what I want and that's what I have. And realistically, guys, like it's not achievable. Like 100% health 100% Mm. of the time is not achievable. Mm. It's, you know, there's like I don't want to put the dampener on it, but I think we need to. (laughs) Am I saying this right? No, yeah. We need to go for again, and I say this to a lot of my clients, the 80-20 and working out what healthy normal is for you Mm. and being happy within that. Like I know obviously even just Jess and I were talking about this week, but talking about bowel motions, for example, and you get someone's gut health to a pretty good stage and they're, you know, and 80 to 90% of the time they're feeling good, but then they have the day where they're a bit more constipated or mm. a little bit looser bowels, or maybe their bowel motions are every every day and then sometimes every second day, but they're in, and that then stressing about that. And it's like working out what your normal is and not stressing about that yeah. and allowing yourself to have that bit of room where sometimes stuff's just going to be out of your control and don't stress about it. Like not, not sweating the small stuff, I guess, you know, like kind of looking at where you were, how far you've come and then not fixating Mm. on this ideal of perfection. Mm. And Um, accepting that that's your normal too. Like, you know, with, like you were saying with social media, there's, there's this like canvas of what health is. And um, often you can compare, you know, like, Oh, why am I feeling like that? That's how I'm supposed to feel. But, you know, I think everyone's so different and you just have to accept where you're at and, ex- well. and accept that a lot of it on social media is freaking stage and absolute yeah. bullshit. Oh, yeah. Highlight reels. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, highlight yeah. reels. Yeah. Like, you know, these people aren't smiling all the time with their beautiful white teeth and yeah. their perfect tans and rock hard ads. <laughs> they probably do wake up every couple of mornings and feel like crap or, yeah. you know, sometimes just kick around in their trackies or don't have a poo for a day or two. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, you know, they're human. It's yeah, every, exactly. We are all human and it's, exactly. you know, coming to terms with mm. the fact that if you're, like, looking at the pluses in your life, like if 80 to 90 mm. or 80% of the time you're waking up and you're feeling pretty good and mm. you've got consistent energy and mm. you're seeing your nutritionist or your health mm. professional and, you know, like pathology speaking you're looking pretty good gut function yeah. wise you're feeling pretty good you've got minimal aches and pains like yeah. that's a freaking win i yeah. think too for us we see a lot of people who have come from a space of not feeling well and yeah. really unwell and then you work with them to a point where they feel good and then if they have any sort of niggles or things that occur um say for instance with their digestions being a big area for us that's where that 100% sort of mindset can really be quite mm. detrimental because they want to have the perfect bowel motion now every yes. day. Yeah. They don't want to have any bloating and they get um, a very sort of controlled mindset around it, whereas it isn't realistic to think that things are going to be hunky-dory all the time. Like it's not – you don't have the control of um, it being just about what you choose to put in your mouth. There's going to be bacteria and viruses that you're exposed yeah. to just living in our world. Yeah. Stress. There's stress. <laughs> there's different sorts of toxins that are out there. So there's going to be times where you will get sick. You will pick up a bug. You will come down with a cold. Yeah. You will ha- go through some pretty crappy times in your life and you that stress will affect and you. Tired. And yeah. sometimes, yeah, life is going to be more full on and you are going to wake up and just be like, geez, I'm really tired yeah. or... You know, maybe you just need a holiday. And I think that also comes back to food. So 100% of the time controlling what you eat and being super controlling about it can also be really, really unreasonable for yourself. You have to get yourself to a point where you're okay with allowing, whether it's a, a meal out with some friends or whatever it may be, if it's to the point where you're so controlling with it to make sure that, like, everything's 100%, that you don't allow yourself to just live life and relax a little bit, Mm -hmm. then that's counterproductive because, as Crystal was saying, it's just then this whole other stress element that you bring into life. And no one wants to live life like that. absolutely not. And it's building – it's a breeding ground for other issues like um, unhealthy relationship to food, like binge eating, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we haven't even gone there. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Is there any other aspects that you feel like we need to cover? Well, I think perspective. Did we talk about that? Like having, I guess it's a little bit like the, um, um, what was it? Sorry, I've just forgotten. What the self-belief. Yeah, yeah, and um, looking at situations from a negative and positive, but you know, having that different perception about things, I think, is good. Um, yeah. In relation to basically your thought patterns yeah. around food specifically, or just, yeah. or I guess as well, you're sort of talking about from like a everyday situation. Well, so with food as well, like having the perception, well, every day I should say actually, just having an open perception, being willing to look at things a different way so that when times are tough with um, your food changes and things like that, you can just, I don't know, reset yourself in that moment because if you're given other ways to look at things, it can change a lot as well. Like, like, I don't want to put you on the spot with it, but like is there actual like tools that I don't know whether you use or you use with clients when you talk about that because I just think about... Like we have talked a lot about, Mm. as you just said, like perceptions and 
looking at things with a more of a positive light as opposed to yeah. a negative light. Yeah. Is it? Is there tools or example, or whether it be examples that you can think of yeah. that we might be able to say to people listening, yeah. like when you find yourself in that moment, yeah. like maybe do this and it will yeah. help you move from a negative to yeah. a positive space without getting too yeah. very, very yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, Um Well, I don't think there's some specific tool to do that, like in the moment. I actually think it's something that you just need to practice every day in terms of building um, a more healthy mindset. Um, a big one that does help, though, with that perspective thing is that gratitude so bringing mm -hmm. that into your life like because when you um, are grateful for basic things whether it's even like just breathing or having access to clean water and food every day like I just think like Chris has said um, before you don't sweat the small stuff then because you're like okay well you know um, I'm breathing I've got <laughs> fresh water out of the tap I kicked still. my toe on the way to work at least I've got a toe to kick <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. like sort of thing like that's bringing in that perspective but I honestly don't think it's a tool to use in a moment I think it's persistence with it like you know yeah. being grateful every day or practicing that well I think we with Jess and I um, were talking about this the other day hey because when we were talking about like the whole mental health aspect yeah. of things and we're saying I was saying I struggle with like the negativity that's like we're talking about me and my sister and just our different perception on um Living in Brisbane at the moment, that's what we're yeah, talking about. That's, yeah. And that's what we're talking about. Hey, and I said what well, and I said, Well, I can get up every day and go for a walk and I just I'm just happy to be out and out in the freaking world and I check mm. out different trees and I look at what's happening and different birds and sort of people watch a bit and I enjoy the, the how the water changes from day to day if you're walking along the river. And I said to Tam, like, why don't you just get up every morning and go for a walk mm. along the river? And she's like, why would I want to do the same freaking walk every day and see the same freaking thing? See? Yeah. And this is just the difference. And I'm like, well, for me, I don't even think of it like doing the right. same walk every day yeah. and seeing the same thing. I think about all the things I'm going to encounter on that walk and just taking a few deep breaths. And I think... I don't know how to get from that perception to yeah. that perception. Like, yeah. I don't know what the trick is there, but I know mm. it is. It's just, well, we're it's not just, yeah. we're not. Well, that's it, yeah. yeah. But I think that's exactly what you were saying. It's just time and changing and just starting to, yeah. like, talk to yourself differently yeah. and look at things differently. Like, yeah. If you're walking de like walking along the Brisbane River instead of just going, Jesus, this is a boring walk and yeah. this stupid grand pass got some freaking <laughs> holes in it and there's so many people... Don't even look at it like that. Look yeah. at it and go, geez, the water, the water looks really nice. There's some people out rowing. That's pretty cool. Like I yeah. always just check out what's going on around me. I love trees. I love birds. I'll yeah. stop and look at people's dogs. Like yeah. I think it really is so mm. much of I, – I honestly don't know how mm. you'd get from A to B. But yeah. I think catching yourself in the moment where you can is important mm. yeah. too. Like if you're, if you're kind of particularly doing like a certain behaviour that you're trying to break, mm. like one being – um, aware of that behavior, which we've talked a lot about that awareness factor of your mm. mindset. So if you catch yourself doing it and there's an awareness, first off, so you become true. more aware of like yeah. the pattern. Uh -huh. So you're like, hey, I'm doing that thing again. Yeah. I'm going to the fridge for this. Yeah. Or I'm like, you know, Looking whatever that this, might yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. So you're aware of it and then thinking about ways that you can break that down. So you yeah. might be like, I'm about to do that. So maybe I'll just do this instead. And yeah. I think that's where if you are really caught up in that speaking to a professional can be really helpful because mm. they will actually be able to give you maybe some tools for that and help you understand why you're doing that exactly. behavior. I think that's yeah. such a good recommendation. I know yeah. for me, like that's always been something that's been really helpful that I can, as I think, number as you said, Jess, like overall, the, like 
being more positive and, and grateful for yeah. things on a daily basis is super helpful. Mm. But if I'm wanting to like change behavior within myself yeah. over the years, I've had to number one, recognize them. And then number two, I have had to work on it. Yeah, right? yeah absolutely. Um, and it's been, there's been times that things have taken a really long time. Mm. Um, but I have got there by being aware and then just practicing something as an alternative. Yeah. So I yeah. think, yeah, I think that if you put the two of those together, mm. you can achieve some pretty amazing things. And I do think what you just said there as well about like speaking to a professional, like oh, I know I've got a lot of people that I have recommended that to because yeah. like I think part of the whole health journey and the nutritional journey and the being the best version of yourself journey is acknowledging the mental health aspect of that or the mm. mental aspect of mm. that. And I think a lot of people think, okay, I'm going to come in and I'm just going to eat well and exercise and that's going to be the whole picture, boom, dum, dum, yeah. dum, dusted. And for yeah. some people it is and that's freaking awesome. But there, for some people it's not and it's like – we have our limitations as what we can do as practitioners yeah. as far as bringing in the psychological element and dealing with that goes. And I think getting rid of this sort of stigma and shame around going mm. and seeing a psychologist or mm. a counsellor or something like that, mm. like these guys have some freaking awesome mm. tools in their, yeah. in their toolkit. Like yeah. just like we've got awesome nutritional tools. Mm. Like there's awesome tools in their toolkit and that mm. getting from A to B that we're talking about that we are not 100%, you know, like we mm. know how we did it but yeah. we can't tell you how to do it. Yeah, that's, that's where. You know, mm. if you can't, if you're struggling, like going and chatting with someone who might, you know, who mm. is in like um, CBT or something like that, that just might be able to go, well, this is just some really useful, easy things mm. to yeah. get you from A to B. So instead yeah. of thinking like that, you'll think like that. And yeah. yeah, yeah, you have to find what works for you as well. Mm. So dabbling into one thing like CBT and thinking, oh, that's not working for me. Like, don't give up. Like, keep, yeah. just keep being curious, like, and yes. keep showing up. Like Jess, you were saying, meshing together what what did you say sorry um oh the the gratitude to, side of things as far is that what you mean like as far as being every day just thankful and grateful yeah. as far as what life gives you but then also the accountability side of is that what you mean or does yeah what you else? were saying before with your journey like how you've gotten to where you are there was two things sorry two key points <laughs> But I, in that moment when you said, I was like, oh, that's really good. And now I was forgotten. Um, but what it, made me, what it made me think of was um, just keep showing up, like, every day, even if you feel like crap, like, just who cares, you know, just keep moving forward. Even if it feels like nothing, one day you'll get to a day and you'll be like, whoa, like, things are just different. Yeah. 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 Every journey begins with a single step. Who's ah! <laughs> <laughs> read that on a car? Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't eat Robin's over me. All right, I thought I'd add some of my insight. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I think we've covered it all. I don't know. Again, is there anything that you, you guys feel we've left out? I know it's been a bit of a different sort of feel today. We've kind of delved into the realms of yeah. talking about our emotions a bit more but it's been really important yeah i think i yeah. think they'll get a lot out of it yeah yeah well as always guys uh, thanks for listening and if you have any questions or any queries <laughs> about what that. we talked about today <laughs> um or if it's brought stuff up for you yeah. too like you can let us know obviously um as we've said too you know at the end of the day we're nutritionists we're not 
psychologist. Um, so, you know, maybe if it's triggered at something in that way, like look for help out mm. there. But you can reach out to us, of course, and we can point you in the right direction. Absolutely. Um, we always love to hear from you. So you can leave feedback for us on social media. Um, you can check Jess out too because mm. we're always um, talking about checking our little social media sites yeah. out and so yeah. forth. But, yeah, you'll find Jess. And find the wonderful Jess. And Jess, Jess Cheney. Cheney Nutrition. Cheney. Yeah. It does look quite Cheney. I say Cheney as well. I heard you sat on the phone yeah. the other day. I'm like, I've been saying this wrong for the last <laughs> few years. <laughs> it's all right. I'm used to it. But, yes, Jess Cheney Nutrition. Do you want to spell? J-E-S-S-C-H-E-N-E-Y Nutrition. Think of it like just Cheney. <laughs> that might be easier. What about a wee? Yeah, I know. We're That's shocking. terrible. Don't worry. <laughs> so check Jess out there. Um, and, yeah, head to iTunes and uh, either iTunes or SoundCloud to subscribe. Leave us a rating. Um, we love to hear from you and it helps other people find us too. Yep. Other than that, I think I've covered it all. Yep, yeah. have, I think. And you guys have a fabulous weekend ahead. And we'll we love you and leave you. Talk to you next time. Adios. All right, bye. Bye.